is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into today's Phillies game recap as we're recapping Monday night's Phillies dub, big dub, walk-off fashion. Phillies taking care of game one of the series against the Miami Marlins, a 3-2 victory. Look, we know every time we face off against the Miami Marlins, I I don't know, and I'm sure you guys don't know either what it is, why it is that they struggle against the Miami Marlins team who typically don't put out strong uh, teams every single season. It feels like it's been the last seven years they have been rebuilding. But for whatever reason, they do struggle, and it is what it is. And for portions of this game, yes, the Phillies did play down to the Miami Marlins, but the Phillies found a way. They got the job done. Aaron Ola looks spectacular, and they got the hit when it mattered the most. And shouts to Reese Hoskins. <laughs> what a what a hit. What a clutch hit in the, in the ninth inning there to get the dub here for the Phillies. And the Phillies would walk away with a win. And I really was questioning because how would they respond to yet Sunday? Because Sunday was bad. Nothing went right. You had a terrible out of Rangers was defense look atrocious and the bats is up to a Diamondbacks bullpen and the Phillies find a way to bounce back with me in attendance. Shouts everyone showing love uh, at, at the ballpark. It was it was a solid. It was a solid crowd. Not crazy, uh, but definitely was a solid one. We had Kata hot in the building as well. What's going on? How about those Phillies, baby? Our number two uh, two pitcher beat their ace. Sandy Alcantara definitely. Uh, he, he had the stuff as well yesterday. I mean, it was a nice pitching duel. Uh, we had, I mean, you only had five runs total in this game. Phillies definitely turned it up with the hits as the game went on, especially in those later innings. That seems to be the MO with this baseball team. Um, but we had, uh, for, I mean, the, the Marlins were scoreless through four. Phillies were only scoreless through two, but a low scoring game. And Sandy looked pretty solid. We'll get to all that. We'll talk about this game. My thoughts. Of course, we want to hear from your thoughts as we will be putting out the link to come to the show. Uh, you got we're going to open back so you guys can chill out and hang out. We'll allow people to come on in in just a little bit. Uh, but guys, both comment sections, we have TikTok's comment sections open and we also have YouTube's comment section open. So if you guys want to throw your comments, questions and concerns, you're definitely more than welcome to do that. And of course, we want to give you a big shout out and a big thank you to our sponsor here today. Thank you to Lot Terrain Watches for sponsoring today's Phillies game recap. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a brand new watch and listen, you don't want to spend too much money, which we completely understand with the way gas prices are working these days, right? So if you want to save a quick buck right now, if you head on over to Lot Terrain, I got the promo code. Use promo code Barcelo Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. I will put the link in the website in the comment sections below. But make sure you guys check out La Terrain. And big thank you and a big shout out to La Terrain watches. All right, guys. Look, like I said, Philly's looking to bounce back here after what happened on Sunday. And that was the important part because under Rob Thompson, everything has been hunky-dory. Everything's been butterflies and rainbows. But can they respond to what was a 13-1 to thumping to a Diamondbacks team, which I mentioned, bullpen game, and everything looked bad for the Phillies, the pitching, the defense, the hitting. So how would they respond to an opponent that they typically struggle against? We know the history with the Miami's. How would the Phillies be able to bounce back? That's really what I was going to be looking forward to with Aaron Nola on the bump. And we know that Noel has been rocking this season. He's been looking spectacular, much better this year than we saw last year. So how would it all play down? And I really did feel like uh, the pitch, the pitching really was the story of this game early on. I mean, you you heard Kataha in the comments mentioning it. We had Aaron Nola going up against their ace, and this was really an, a really good pitching duel. 
Um, we didn't have too many hits going through the first couple of innings, and it really started in that third inning for uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Thank God for Bryce Harper with a nice little double um, that would bring in Kyle Schwarber, and that, that would really get the, sc the scoring started here for the Phillies. And then in the fifth inning, you had a Miguel Rojas double. Miguel Rojas would hit both of the RBIs here for the Miami Marlins. Both doubles with John Birdie on, on base. Birdie would hit a, a nice little double himself in the top of the fifth. And then in the top of the seventh, he stole a second base, which allowed Miguel Rojas to do his job. And look, when Miguel Rojas is going up against the Philadelphia Phillies, I don't know what it is, but he just turns it up and he puts a different gear on because he just loves to he loves to, to punish the fools. He's so clutch. And in both the first instance, first double, I'm sitting in the stands and I'm thinking to myself, this is a perfect opportunity for Miguel Rojas. It was one out with a man on second base. There is no way he's not going to score here. And that's what he did. He, he got the double, a clutch hit there. And he's just the carpy of that Marlins team. And it's so tough to get him, get him down. And when it seems like the Marlins are down and out, it's Miguel Rojas who steps up for them. And then, Bottom of the eighth, really, for the Phillies. It, this is where things got going. Uh, the Mar the Phillies put the, the 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 Marlins in a bad spot, and Didi Gregorius would hit a single ground ball to right field um, to that would bring in Reese Hoskins, and so that would tie things up. And then we get to the bottom of the ninth inning, the ultimatum, the do or die inning here for the Phillies, and what happens? Reese Hoskins rips a double into center field. And Citizens Bank Park, I don't know how many people were in the stand. I, I, I had the under. We had the over-under line at 20,000 people. I had the under. Um, but the, however many people that was there, we were roaring. We were rocking. That is that is how you want a Monday night to end, right? With a nice little walk-off. And I don't care who it is against. I don't care that it was against the Miami Marlins. To get the walk-off, that was an absolutely spectacular way to do it. And look, it's a long season, right? You would much rather, you know, take care of the Miami Marlins early on in the game. But considering that it's 162, you're going to have to win any which way you can. You needed to bounce back after that Sunday massacre. I really felt like defensively there were still some some mishaps in, in this game. There was a couple of uh, routine plays that just weren't wouldn't have, wouldn't get down. Um, it was interesting to see Matt Veerling in third base. Matty V literally is just finding any which way to get on the field. As long as he's hitting, and he had himself a nice little clutch hit in this game as well uh, later on in the game. But if he can find a way to just hit the ball, they will find a place for him to put be put in the lineup and out in the field. And that's what you want if you're Matty V to find any which way uh, to stay up top here um, in, in the majors. But really, the top of the rotation was spectacular as well for the Phillies. Uh, combined with uh, Schwarber, Hoskins, and Harper, uh, they were five and eleven, five for eleven on the day with uh, with with two RBIs. And obviously, Hoskins had the big one at the end of the game. Harper had the one to get it get it going. But when the top of the lineup is hitting that way, it's really tough to get through this line because you got after that. JT, we'll get to second, but obviously he's struggling. But, you know, when JT's going, it, it makes it really tough. And obviously, DD is finding his strides. And ladies and gentlemen, do not look now. I know we have a lot of DD haters in the building, but DD Gregorius is now batting over 300. Yeah, yeah, I said that. DD Gregorius is now batting over 300. And that that only helps us, guys. <laughs> it really only helps us. Uh, Nick Castellanos did get a pinch hit situation. He got... Um, and those in the, I believe, in the bottom of the ninth, but he got that hit. 
And no Nick, no Alec Boehm here in this game. I really like that move. We talked about that before. I really felt like Nick needed a day off. Sometimes in baseball, you just need that. When there's so many games, you just need that day off to just kind of sit back and just watch the game from a different perspective. Now, luckily, Nick Castellanos was able to come in the game a little bit later, uh, but it was. I think that was the right move to do there. Um, and they had Odubel starting at right with uh, Mickey Moniak and Sensor, and, of course, they had Kyle Schwarber in left field. But um, JT Real Muto, his struggles are getting too much for me right now. And I've talked about it before, and as much as I love JT Real Muto, I do think bigger picture here, and I really don't think that it would hurt this team to look at trade options, especially with the fact that there are teams that will pay for JT Real Muto, and I do think that you can get a pack for him right now. And by the way, uh, Eric Stubbs is a solid rotational. Uh, if you want to do a platoon, I think that he is good in that role. I don't think he's an everyday catcher, uh, but you also have Rafael Marchand, who just got activated off the 60-day IL, plus Logan Ohapi has been doing his thing in the minor leagues as well. So, <clears throat> look, I'm not saying that because JT Romuto has been struggling and we need to get rid of him, but when you're thinking a bigger picture, what's best for this baseball team? Obviously, we've talked about it before. This team needs starting pitching. This team could use a utility outfielder as well because, you know, when you're putting out Odubel, Mickey, and Kyle Schwarber, that doesn't really give me too much confidence and comfortability. But it, 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 even when you have Nick Castellanos in right field as well, I don't feel too comfortable either. And the fact of the matter is you may not have Bryce Harper for the entire season. So I think it would be conducive. It would really help to, put, uh, to bring in another um, – Another utility outfielder as well, man. What's up, Brian? What's going on, man? Hope this is a start of bounce back for the Phils. Hope so. I mean, the Phillies have definitely bounced back since the firing of Joe Girardi. That's been the the storyline here. Joe gets fired. Rob Thompson gets put in there, and the Phillies reel off nine straight wins. They get beat down by Arizona, and then last night, uh, what a great walk off situation to win for a team that Phillies typically struggle against. So uh, it's definitely been definitely been a lot better so far in the month of June for the Phillies than it was in the month of May. Kind of it was bad for summer sports in May, man. The uni were struggling, the Phillies were struggling. You know the struggles, Ryan. You know the struggles. Good to see Hoskins being clo uh, closer to his rookie self. Uh listen, Hoskins is I the problem with Hoskins is has been the injuries. Over the past couple of years, he's been getting hurt and it's really been hurting the Phillies. But Hoskins, especially when you get closer to those important months, August and September, he's got that big bat. And I don't want to compare anyone to Ryan Howard, but it's kind of like that. But the problem is he can't stay healthy during those months. And you need that big bat. And if you watched last year, you saw a lot of the collapse of the Phillies was missing Reese Hoskins because when he was in the lineup before his injury, they were hot. They were hitting runs after runs, smacking the ball around the ballpark, and he went down, and the momentum went with as well. You ain't Gabriel. <laughs> it's all right. Good stuff. What's up, TikTok? What y'all got to say here? Any we, Did anyone watch the Phillies versus Marlins? Monday Night Baseball. Phillies versus Marlins. Where are my Phillies fans at here? Where are my Phillies fans at? Uh, Bryson Stott with another Ofer again. And look, this is this happens with young players. They're going to go through their ebbs and flows. And obviously, last week was a euphoric week for Bryson Stott. But now it's the battle. You you tasted success in the majors. How are you going to continue that? You got to get out of this slump. And obviously, it's just two games. It's not something crazy. But you know, it, it, you got to as a young kid. Those are the battles you got to find a way to get out of that slump. 
one issue I must say, guys, um, is center field. Because right now, your best center fielder by far has been Odubel Herrera from all the center fielders you have seen this year between Odubel, Mickey, Matt Vierling, Simon Muziotti, uh, uh, Roman Quinn. Odubel has still been the best center fielder you've had. And that's not saying much. And I don't look at the batting average because if you look now, Herrera is a 270 batter closer to a 280. And I just know that there at some point, he's going to fuck up whether it be a slump at the plate or just boneheaded moves in the outfield i know what old Dubell is honestly do that old bell is a great uh fourth outfielder i think that he's fantastic in that role and i i wouldn't mind keeping him in that role and i do think that they do could use a utility outfield but that's still a position that we have yet to fill since, dare I say, Shane Victorino, don't feed me the good season that Ben Revere had. We haven't had a consistent outfielder play. We haven't had that guy like you can pencil in in your starting lineup. There's That's my center fielder. No one's taking him out there. And that's something that the Phillies have been struggling trying to find. And Mickey's been coming up here. He's been doing He's been doing everything he possibly can to help this team win, but it's just not good enough. And that's just the problem. I do feel as if maybe they rush him up here because of the fact that, look, they needed center fielder help. Mickey Moniak was lighting it up in spring training. But I just think that they rushed him up just a tad bit. And I don't think he's been ready for this uh, whatsoever. But, um, I mean, you, you got the you got the hits when it mattered most. I would like to see a little bit more hitting. Um, but when you're going up against Sandy Alcantara, it's definitely going to be tough. I think the dude's leading the majors in strikes or strikeouts. Something along those lines, but you, you definitely got the job done. I mean, Sandy went seven and two thirds. Man, he was he was wheeling one hundred thirteen pitches. Don Mattingly, who from my from my understanding, it's a, it's, I've heard a couple of different things. I don't know if it's true from Miami. Um, heard Don Mattingly's on the hot seat. I don't know how much I, I buy into that uh, because this is that Miami has given Don nothing to work with, and the other thing being Jazz Chisholm uh, being a a, a dugout detriment guy I, mean, I will say this i heard that rumor and then before the game i'm watching as jazz is playing around with the philly fanatic i i, I mean look if you have problems in the dugout probably shouldn't be hanging out and and messing around with uh the, the opposing team's mascot you know putting a risk out for injury as well man uh, I'm happy Old Bed has been the best center fielder. Always been a big fan of him. Whoa, no Ben Revere slander here. He's a little bit better with with the uh, with the Blue Jays, Ryan. But um, look, I, it, to be honest with you, Ryan, the the most of the hate for Old Bed it is it is warranted here in Philly. I mean, he did beat up his wife, to put it blankly. Uh, and that's I think that's the majority of the reason why people don't like him. He's not he doesn't light the field on fire, and he does not he's not. 300 batter um so that kind of lends towards more towards the hate but i think realistically i can't judge a dude i don't know what he's been doing since since that situation like oh the bed could have done everything possible going through the counseling and he could be a better man today i don't know we none of us do know so it's hard for me to judge the bed because i don't know if he actually learned his lesson but what i do know as a baseball fan I know that Odubel is a good fourth outfielder. I think he's a great substitution. I just don't think he's an everyday center fielder. And I think in Rob Thompson's first couple games, 
That's what you kind of saw from Odubel. He was more of a rotational guy, and I felt like he worked better in that role. Uh, but we'll we'll see, man. That's Brian. But if you if our best outfield in the last ten years has been Ben Revere, that is a problem. <laughs> it is a little bit of a problem. Ben Revere, a solid outfielder, but he's also been a uh, a guy who's been bouncing around the leagues uh, around the league for sure. Um, uh, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola looked great here today. Again, guys, um, he's back, guys. He really is. And when you got Wheeler being the ace that he is, make that with Aaron Nola. Uh, I mean, this pitching staff is much more solidified. He won 107 pitches today. Um, he had 75 strikes. Um, he went, uh, he had six hits. He allowed two earn, obviously, both of the two to Miggy, to Miguel Rojas. That Miguel Rojas is an absolute killer. And he had six strikeouts. Uh, so not the absolute killer. Aaron Ola, but he got the job done. Got a lot of soft contact as well. Um, he did allow six hits, but they they the the they Phillies got the job done there. His ERA now is at a three forty two. Uh, but with Aaron Ola continuing to pitch like this, it makes things so much easier because what happened? You had only two bullpen pieces, Connor Brogdon, and I was honestly surprised. I know that it was. I guess Corey Knable still might be having the shoulder stiffness because. Um, he did not even warm up here today. Now, I know they were trailing, uh, but it was still interesting to me to see Sir Anthony Dominguez in the ninth inning. Again, I know they were trailing, but the way if you've seen this baseball team handle Sir Anthony Dominguez, he, he typically, he probably more than likely would have been the first pitcher coming out of the bullpen, but this is what he should be doing. If it's not Corey, it should be Sir Anthony. I want to see Bilotti out there. Um, obviously we'll talk about Norway in just a second, but that's where strength Dominguez should be if it's not Corey Knievel. And I don't care if it's a win situation or a lose situation, that's that's definitely the spot that uh strength Dominguez should be in. And Connor Brogdon, solid as well. Um he threw 10 pitches, Sir Anthony threw nine pitches, um, and of course the uh strikeouts for both of those pitchers. Uh, real quick, I do want to bring up the James Norwood situation. Um, so if you did not see beforehand, he did get DFA'd. He got sent back down to Lehigh Valley. I know a lot of people were so excited to see that. Uh, I know everyone is everyone is over James Norwood, and I understand why. Um, I think the kid's got the stuff. I just think that right now the game's just moving too fast for him. It's getting a little bit too much. Uh, it's going over his head. I will say this. I think as us as Phillies fans, we get excited when we see someone we don't like getting DFA'd, but we forget that our minor leagues and our farm system is a little bit thin. So while we're DFAing James Norwood, what is coming up in is Mokel, who, to be honest, is not any better whatsoever. Um, one thing I did ask, and one thing I do agree with, is Mark Capel is someone who has been doing really well over in the minor leagues, and he still hasn't been getting caught up and are called up. And obviously we're thin at the bullpen. It's no, so secret out there. And he's obviously killing it right now in the minor leagues. And I would love to give him a chance. It's not like this is a guy who's 21 years old, making the jump up into the majors. This is a dude who's about to be 30 years old. Who's been in the majors. And now he's in a, in a more condensed role. So I, that I don't understand, but We'll, we'll see when Michael Kelly gets up there. It's not going to be much better than James Norwood, but I would be interesting to see what uh, what um, when it is that they will call it Mark Appel. And for James Norwood, honestly, go down there, get your mind right. I think right now for him, it's all mental. I do think he's got this stuff, especially as a bullpen guy. But you need to get right mentally, and I think that um, sometimes when he gets into bad situations, he really gets he, he falls really hard. 
And speaking of Bailey Falter, still not getting called up either. We, we, we lack a lot. And that's why I said that, you know, I put up the TikTok, and I think that's a great discussion as well we can talk about here. I think that now the priority heading into the trade deadline, which obviously we still got a little bit of ways to go, but I think the priority is adding another starting pitcher. I think that this team would be best suited to find a two, three guy, a number two in the rotation to three in the rotation, preferably a strong lefty. Um, that way you can move Ranger Suarez back down to the bullpen. I don't want to move Ranger Suarez back down to the bullpen, but the issue being is that you are thin at really, I mean, we talk about thin arms in the bullpen. They're really thin at lefties. They just called back up Jose Alvarado, but obviously, come on, guys. We When will Jose actually take command of a strike zone? Obviously, Bailey Falter has been been faulting as well. Uh, and then you had Christopher Sanchez who's been back and forth, and he's been lacking consistency as well. So I, I do think that if you're able to bring in a really strong lefty move Ranger back to the bullpen, I think that the Phillies would be best suited in, in that manner. But um, it, we'll see what happens at, at trade deadline time. But I think that this pitching staff is definitely going to get a little tweak, just a little one. I mean, I'll always back up any of the 2015-2016 Blue Jays. I completely understand, man. I get it, man. Uh, the Phillies always remind me of the Angels. Seems like they are in the exact situ- same situation. Um, Similar. I would say definitely similarly. I, I think that... I think the Phillies have just a little bit more overall talent than the uh, Angels have. The Angels really lack pitching overall, whether it be starting, whether it be uh, in the bullpen. You know, Michael Lorenzen, we saw him here. He's a pretty solid guy. Um, and also, uh, what's his name? Freddie Sandoval. He's also really good as well. But it's no Zach Wheeler and it's no Aaron Nola. We do have a little bit better starting pitching here. And I think that our lineup is a little bit better. When I watch that Angels lineup, it's like, okay, it's Mike Trout. Uh, and then it's Shohei. Oh no, it's Shohei Otani. Then it's Mike Trout. But then it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. You got Kane. Uh, no, you got. I'm sorry, you got Marsh. Um, who was the other guy? I, that's been. Has, it's only been a week, and I'm already forgetting these players' names. But I think that over we have a little bit better lineup. But I obviously believe that Shohei Otani are just generational talent in this league, man. Um, it's been like that for a couple of years now. Yeah, man. Y'all want Hyun Jin Rue? <laughs> who is he? Is that a bullpen piece? All right, I want to I want to start bringing some of you guys in. So if you guys want to come on in the show, you're more than welcome. I'm gonna put that link back in there. We have backstage open, and we're gonna start bringing people on here. So we're gonna start off with our guy who was with me at the game last night. Welcome in. What's up, brother? How you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great. Long drive. I was last night. The, the the mics, man, they got you, brother. Yeah, man, I don't I don't know what happened. I'm all right. <laughs> good good to see you. Good to see you here. Did you did you get a chance to watch the highlights or, or recap at all? Yeah, I did. Uh, they they look good. They to to beat their ace, who all all can all contra him probably up there in the Cy Young category right now. Um, he's solid. They got the best out of him. Yeah. They they were yeah, able to outlast him. That's the thing, like the Miami Marlins, um, they got like a like a like a uh, what do you call it, um, like a blue collar team. Like they just work their ass off, but they do have solid starting pitching, and obviously that does start uh, start with Sandy Alcantara. Um, but I mean, for the Phillies to kind of put him in put him in a tough spot in his uh, later innings, there it was definitely great to see. I mean, 
So you got he obviously had Sandy yesterday. Um, today you're going to have Trevor Rogers going up against Zach Eflin, and you know Trevor is no slouch either. And then you end it with Pablo Lopez, uh, who's also having a solid. I think we saw him earlier in the year as well, but he's having a solid season. So it's Marlins. Marlins pitching staff is really good, and so Philly's got to keep keep uh keep you know one thing they've done a good job at is having quality at bats. It might not result in a hit, but if you can bring up that pitch count and just fatigue the pitcher, I think that in the long run pays off. And I think that the Phillies have been doing a great job of just you know uh, getting great at bats and fatiguing these starting pitchers. And they're bringing in the right guys in the right situation. Yeah, for, especially for the bullpen, like. Dominguez was 100% the right move there in the ninth inning, and he showed it last night. And they were able to outlast him. And even, I mean, I got to give a big shout-out to my guy, Matt Veerling, last night. Stealing that base last night was huge. They probably don't score on that hit if he doesn't steal that base. I didn't even even expect that from Matty V, too. (laughs) That got me all. He's so so fast, but you would never know. Is he really? Okay. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Like they, they clocked him. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. They just don't use his speed. I don't understand why. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if he can continue contributing uh, offensively, which he's about to be a 200 hitter again. Um, but if he can find a way to contribute offensively, getting hits, getting on base, stealing bases as well, he's gonna find a role on this baseball team. And like we talked about, I mean, dude, center field is. We I think we talked about it last night. Center field is just. Oh my god! It just makes it honestly does make me a little bit sick. But if Mac can continue to bat, hopefully he can get some uh, better looks at center field. We could use man, we could use some outfielders out there, guys who can hit too in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the last center fielder like you were just saying Ben Revere, but Ben Revere wasn't even that good. Like <laughs> the, you know the last one time. was truly Victorino. Yeah, literally, man. Uh, Marlins got talent, but 2020 was the worst thing that could happen to the rebuild. Made them think they were closer contending than they really are. That's a really good point because this happens in every sport. You make it, you get the taste of it, and you're like, okay, we're here. Now let's build upon it. But in reality, what you probably should do is just continue building what you have, and they just think that it's time to go all out. But that was a great year by them. They almost made the World Series, but... You know, it's you got to continue the the trend that they're on, and maybe that's why Derek Jeter left as well. I feel like Derek just did not believe in, and he was not going to put his imprint on this anymore. And he was just like, "I'm out, I'm out." The, the Marlins' biggest problem is their ownership. They they ch- that's the thing money. they ch- they changed it though. They, they got rid of it, Jeffrey Loria. I know. Still, like they can't continue to keep trading away these big time pieces. You can't. Got like you, you got to start. You got to start spending. Especially like Miami is not a small market. No. Well, especially it for is. baseball, man. You you got yeah. all those Caribbean countries who are in Miami, and you still do not know how to track them. And it's like, what do we talk about with the Flyers? Don't they sell attract them? They just can't keep them. Yeah, well, that well, but that's but that's my point. Like, what do we talk about with the Flyers? We stop trying to sell us gritty and start building a better hockey team, and we'll come out. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing for the for the for the Marlins. Don't sell them beautiful uniforms and a beautiful ballpark. Sell them an actual baseball team that's going to continue yes. winning. Like it's it's really not that hard, but they they don't know how to put it all together. That's the thing. They know how to find talent. Like they know how to find young talent, but they just can't they can't build upon it, man. 
Derek Jeter is like Aaron. They like investing in things, then moving on. Jeter just has the cleaner image. It's not. It's not a bad. It's not a bad point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that Jeter I, thing was ever going to go well, but that's just. I I, that, that I like seems to never work out. Like the former what, player turn, uh, yeah. the former player turning the GM or owner, like just seems to never work out ever. Yeah. You have to have a different mentality. I think a lot of the times, and look, I mean, the one of the, one of the worst GMs of all time in sports is the best basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they think what like when they were playing, but players are different, right? You don't have players who have that mentality, but that doesn't mean that they they can't help you. But you got to be yeah. able to find the perfect mesh. And again, I I thought Derek was uh, heading that team in the right spot, but I think what you said i think it's the ownership group and regardless they still know how to how to be pests in our in our back man they those guys are so annoying and even like a game like last night it's the it, to, to get a walk off it's always fun but i i would have loved to have like a nice comfortable three three run win but hey you'll take it how you can and win in 106 162 especially yeah after that thumping against the diamondbacks man they need to win one of these next two that's the that's the biggest thing for the Phillies the rest of the year. You got to focus on winning series. I don't really care if you have a win streak. You just have to make sure you keep taking two out of three each each series or three out of four, because even even yeah, it's the Marlins, but you lose two out of three against them, and that puts you right back at five hundred again. You need yeah. to be above five hundred the rest of the year. Yeah, and, and this is the stretch that we talked about. You're going against weaker opponents, and this is a spot where the Phillies have struggled in the past. You got to take care of business. You don't have to sweep the Marlins, the Nationals, and obviously they beat the Diamondbacks, but you got to get series wins. It's very important in the stretch. You got through your tough part of your schedule. Now you got to start taking care of some business, and I completely agree with you there. Um, I did want to bring this up for you because I think we talked about this last night. Uh, Didi Gregorius, a 300 hitter now. Yeah. <laughs> the, my biggest thing with DD, at least at the start of the season, is I want Boehm and I want Stott to play. I right you. now, that's not an issue because Gene Segura is out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm fine with DD playing. I mean, he's playing well. As long as he's playing well, I don't really care. And it's I mean, for the double Ferreira in center field right now, he's your center fielder. Mickey Moniak looks nothing like he did in spring training. Nah. He's not it. Matt Veerling kind of has to play all over the place now. So he's not really ever going to be the everyday center fielder. So, I mean, Oduba, was he bet 275? Mm-hmm. It's good enough. But here's the problem, too. Like, I feel like we have to keep Mickey up because I feel like what Mickey needs is major league bats. I don't think going back to Lee Valley, seeing triple uh, A pitchers, I don't think that's going to do anything for him. And that's the I, problem. I think this is it for Mickey. If he really yeah, I mean, start to hit here in the next few few weeks, he might be done. 20, I hate to say 26. that, or or he needs a new, he needs a change of scenery or something. But if he doesn't start hitting, it's it's over for him. Twenty sixteen first overall pick. Yeah, it's 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 about damn time. I mean, Carson Wentz is on his third team, so. <laughs> well, he was the second overall pick, but still. Top, this is top his fourth. Wasn't he in college when he when he when Mickey got drafted? I think well, same year, twenty sixteen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was twenty sixteen. Well, I I agree. That, with you, that whole year there with with our first round pick for with our first overall picks, we had 
Markel Simmons. Nolan no, that Patrick was Simmons was, year, yeah. And then Nolan, Nolan was, was 2017, too. Yeah, that was just a... Just, yeah, it was just two years, years of just... But you know what it was? It was two years of us just having high hopes and thinking, like, it's going to be a city of stars. Ben, Nolan, Carson, uh, Mickey, and then... Yeah, uh, two of those, or no, one of those four is still in Philly, and, and the last one is probably going to be on his way out soon. But yeah, it's the life of the Philly sports man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what comes about it, man. Um, so you, you think the Phillies get the win tonight? I think so. Rogers has been really struggling this year, and the Phillies have been able to hit lefties pretty well this year. So uh, I think they should win this game pretty easily. And Eflin looks better at home than he does on the road. So hopefully the CBP. Uh, vibes get him going here today, but we'll we'll see what happens. Where are you watching the game here today? Uh, I'm just gonna watch from home today. Yeah, man. I I got I'm going to Hawaii on Friday, so I'm kind of right. chilling a little bit. Yeah. Kind of high in Hawaii. Make sure you guys check them out. Can't wait to see that content. Some uh some some cursing out uh some cursing out uh Odubel Herrera by a palm tree. That's gonna be hilarious to see. <laughs> awesome yeah. stuff. We'll- well, Kata, man, you enjoy your vacation and you enjoy tonight's game, man. I appreciate you checking I'll on in. I'll see you, bro. man. We'll talk soon, man. Thank you. Kata, hot checking on in. It's always good talking to that guy, dude. He knows his baseball as well. Uh, the NL East is a war zone. It's a gauntlet, not as bad as the AL East, but I, I get how you feel. No, that's that's completely true. And the thing is, it's two tiers, right? Like, it's the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies battling out for the top of the NL East. Then you got the Nationals and the Marlins trying to compete with it as well. And and the thing is, is that when you face off against the Marlins and the Nationals, when you're those top three, they let you know that they don't care. They will make it a tough game. And the Phillies will see that as well when they face off against the Nationals. But it's the beauty of the NL East. We all are just trying to get one up, man. Least y'all got Andre Blake and he ain't leaving. No, he's not. I think he's gonna be a lifer, man, for sure. Uh Andre Blake is the face for Philly for me. Unfortunately, I would say that Joel Embiid is still the face of Philadelphia, but uh Andre is definitely top five up there, man. He's he's a lot of fun to watch, but we shall see. So again, uh Philly's back at it again t- uh tonight. Uh 705 first pitch, Trevor Rogers against Zach Eflin. It was a great night at the ballpark as well last night. I in the thing is, like, and I'm sure baseball fans can agree with me. When you sit in your seat for like the first time of the season, like this is my first game of the season yesterday. You sit in your seat. I took like that deep breath, like that, and then I just looked around the ballpark and I'm like, I'm home. It feels good. Like I'm watching baseball in person. I will say there are tears, and I would say like very underrated seats have to be second deck right field. Trust me, trust me on this. I think the best part about watching baseball in person is being able to see this, a quote-unquote strike zone in person. I was out in by third baseline, uh, closer to left field. I was in one, or I was in 330 yesterday. So I was in the second deck. Uh, great. I was I was happy with where I was at. I was obviously with some good people, but I just wanted to see the pitches happening in the, in the strike zone. But overall, it was a great outing. Uh, I thought it was the people looked it, it was good vibes as well down at TBP. Um, so it was definitely great to see, man. Awesome stuff. What's up, positive Phillies? Good seeing you, man. Going to the game tomorrow. It's gonna be a fun one, man. You enjoy your time out there. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh um outing these days, especially with nothing else to do. All right, guys, I'm, I got to head out, but thank you so much for tuning on into today's Phillies game recap. Again, the Phillies take care of business on Monday night with a 
3-2 win in walk-off fashion. Get the fireworks going. Reese Haas has got us all smiling this morning. We're back at it again tonight. We'll have Flyers talk as well here today, guys. We'll have a full slate of content, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Until then, those ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, and I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen.